Hey everybody, it's Chris with the Pub Trivia Experience. This episode is a little bit old. Uh, this episode was recorded a little, probably close to two months before the SAG after a strike happened. Uh, so some of the commentary in there might be a little bit old, but the strike is over. Actors are going back to work, which means we are allowed to talk movies again, and we are going to do that. This is a movie three-way so I'm going to go ahead and play a quick ad here, and then we're going to get right into it. Enjoy the show. Coming this November, from the network that brings you the pub trivia experience, boozy bracketology, and frenemy trivia, a new word game podcast that promises to entertain you in 30 words or less, or it's free, Verboten. Listen in every Tuesday as two teams of competitors square off try to prove that they have the best words. They'll be joined by our host, the hardest working woman in trivia, Jay Borsum of Liquid Courage Entertainment. In round one, our players will have to prove their word association skills. In round two, their memory will be tested. And in round three, they'll have to untangle the clues that Jay herself has to offer. No two clues will be alike, because on this show, repeating yourself is strictly verboten. Coming soon to the PTE Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and we are gathered here tonight for a little hot seat three-way action. Yes, you heard that right. Let's start off first with one of our Patreon subscribers, Mike Turner, my friend. Mike, how you doing? What are you drinking? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. It's it's a lovely Wednesday night in South Carolina. People are still shooting off fireworks because they're idiots. And, you know, welcome to the South. But uh, we've had (laughs) a bunch of storms today, so I'm just chilling at the house. Got some All Elite Wrestling on the TV and got my Crooked Hammock Brewery Franken Booberry saved over from the Halloween Ales, Uh, a delightful... uh, fruity ale we're gonna give this a pop see if we can get some sound on this baby there we go and uh yeah we're just gonna play some movie trivia and see how it goes we are gonna play some movie trivia we are gonna see how it goes but first we're gonna go over to muscatine iowa brian nash my friend same two to you ah doing fantastic um they say if you drink a fifth on the fourth, you will not go forth on the fifth. Well, <laughs> I, I took that to heart and did not even touch a fifth. But tonight, I'm going for something local. Uh, in Amana, Iowa, there is a company called Millstream Brewing Company. And it's a weird coincidence that I, I picked up their Blueberry Kolsch Ale. It's called Twig and Berries. <laughs> and I, I picked up, picked it up last week and tried it and went, oh, this is good stuff. And then I got the message, hey, Brian, come join us for trivia. Oh, I got to get more beer. So I grabbed some more because <laughs> it was good enough to repeat. So here we go. Oh, 
oh yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be a good night. Is that is that blueberry flavored? Yes. It's got just that little it's it's not super sweet. It's just a little bit of blueberry flavor on the front end. Okay. My so, turn. Yeah. I got myself here from a local uh, local brewery here called J Dubs. Mike, you might remember them. They have a, they started out in Sarasota. They just opened. I don't know if they just opened. They opened another brewery over in Orlando. This is the J Dubs Bombberry Blueberry IPA. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I am in love. Oh. <laughs> Leah made me promise her earlier that I wasn't going to divorce her. That was before I had this beer. <laughs> Holy crap, that's good. Leah, it's okay. It's okay. Come on home. I have Oreos. Well, we're <laughs> going to see if we can go for a blueberry four-way. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Well, now I'm feeling guilty because uh, my beer is not uh, berry-themed, unfortunately. I'm not even sure if I have a berry-themed beer here right now, which is kind of sad. But other than... Uh, feeling a little bit left out i'm doing great uh the beer that i have for tonight is uh from the second best thing uh that i'm aware of in cooperstown new york the oma gang brewery <laughs> yes uh it is their 25th anniversary ale it's an imperial amber with orange peel grains of paradise and coriander it's a bottle so i don't get to do like the cool you know can pop but let's see how this comes through not quite the same but Oh, we got you. We got you. Ah, that's good beer, though. All right. Well, you met all of us. You know what we're drinking. We're going to go ahead and get right into our pregame. Your pregame category is Rotten Tomatoes. Of course it is. (laughs) It's a movie-themed game, and the Rotten Tomatoes, you can't escape in the world today. So what I've got here is a listing of movies that have come out in the last two to three years. Oh, God. I'm going to give you two movies. You just got to tell me which one had the higher Rotten Tomatoes score. You're each going to get five. Now, Turner, uh, because we did announce earlier that we were going by last names, Turner, you get to go. You get to choose. Do you want to go first, second, or third? I'll go ahead and go first. All right. Brian, you want second or third? Oh, Brian's on mute. Mute Wow, that was early. God damn it. I had to <laughs> sneeze, man. Uh, I'll go too. All right. Mike, you're pulling up the rear. Uh, we will go question by question through this. We're each going to get five. Turner, we're going to start with you. Which movie had the higher Rotten Tomatoes score? Is it The Pride? Uh, not even Pride, but Marissa Gore's cousin, The Machine, or Mafia Mama? Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't say they were good movies. I said they were movies. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, the, Kurt one Kreischer, of the, Tony Collette. One of these I have heard of. One Mafia Mama I have not even heard of. I I imagine like Larry the Cable Guy dressed in drag. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm gonna. Mm, I'm going to go for the first one just because I've never heard of Mafia Mama. Uh, the Machine is actually a correct answer. The Machine checks in around right to me. at 27%. Mafia Mama starring Tony <laughs> Collette, 21%. Wow. I, I was literally sitting here thinking, those sound like two movies that are going to be in the 20s on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That they were. Brian Nash, over to you, sir. Your two movies I'm are. I'm scared. 
Which had the higher Rotten Tomatoes score? Was it the football movie 80 for Brady or the biopic Blackberry? Um, I th- I'm going to go Blackberry. You're going to go with the correct answer. 80 for Brady clocked in at 58%. Blackberry, spoiler alert, has the highest Rotten Tomato score on this list at 98%. Wow. All right. All right, Mike, we are over to you. Sorry, Mott, we are over to you. <laughs> this takes some getting used to. Mott, you get Renfield or Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Those, I, I, I actually have, unlike the previous two I, uh, questions, I've actually heard of both of these movies, so I can contextualize them. Um, man, did, did critics prefer... Nicholas Cage chewing some scenery or and some people. what's and some people. Good point. <laughs> uh, or just the, the bat shittery of cocaine bear, which I believe is directed by Elizabeth Banks. It is. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say cocaine bear. Oh, Renfield checks in at 58% just shy of being certified fresh. Cocaine Bear, 67%. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, you're all one for one. Heading back over to Turner. Turner, you're going to get Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, or Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Oh, well, I mean, I, I almost feel like this is a trick question because like they were, <laughs> they were they were both like heavy, pretty heavily lauded on Twitter. Um... Rotten Tomatoes itself. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm I'm gonna go Dungeons and Dragons. So Dungeons and Dragons checks it at ninety percent. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, eighty two. There it is. Dungeons and Dragons is correct. I Brian, still need to see that. You Brian, do. Back to you. I've seen it like eight times already. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? D&D? Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, oh, well. it's fine. It's it's good. I don't. I, I still don't get what all the fuss is about. But hey, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I've been waiting <laughs> for that movie for forty fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> and that, then yes, then I could see if, especially if you grew up playing, you probably yeah. loved it because it has. I know it has a lot of throwbacks. I just it didn't it with me. Hey, that's not a bad thing. It's all good. Brian, over to you. You're going to get the Brian Nash documentary Magic Mike's Last Dance. Or the remake or reimagining of House Party, where they break into LeBron James' house and throw a house party. Is that the actual plot? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. So we're looking at, oh, God. So, like, Magic Mike number eight versus House Party number eight, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) Um... I think the one that's actually going to score better on Rotten Tomatoes is going to be the House Party movie. Unfortunately not. House Party clocked in at 28%. Magic Mike's The Last Dance, 48%. Neither fresh, but Magic Mike was apparently a little bit better. Mott, we are over to you. You get the battle of the comic book movies. Is it Black Adam or Morbius? (laughs) It's Morbin time. Yeah. Uh, two comic book movies I have not seen. Uh, 
large, largely due to the fact that I'm fairly certain they were both critically excoriated. You can skip them. They're not good. Yeah, I, I had every intention of doing just that. Uh, I feel like I feel like Morbius was a little worse reviewed. Just when I when I think of it, like people were like, "Yeah, Black Adams is Adam is bad," but they were they're like, "But Morbius is really bad." So I'm going to say Morbius. Okay, so can I get your answer again? I I I blacked out there for a second while drinking the beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> so okay, right? I was just I I went with Morbius. No, Morbius sixteen percent. Black Adam thirty eight. Black Adam you're, was the correct answer. You're you were did looking I do for it the one. Did I do reverse? Was I supposed you to did. choose the higher one? Oh my gosh! <laughs> like you, and you did it twice. I'm like, dude, we've been doing the high. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. I, yep. Yep. Yeah. I just I don't know why I got that messed up in my head, but I did anyway. Right. I even said out loud what my opinion was. I just said the wrong thing anyway. I can only assume that Orlando Bloom's character. Uh, from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, Bootstrap Turner. His dad was Michael Turner. Michael, <laughs> back over to you. You're going to choose between the Batman or Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2. Both uh, fairly disappointing movies. Uh, <laughs> at, at least in Elizabeth Olsen's eyes. Uh, I'm going to go with the Batman. Uh, so, Multiverse of Madness checked in at seventy four percent. The Batman eighty five. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I I didn't I didn't dislike either one of those movies. I didn't hate either one. I I loved. I absolutely love. Felt I fell in love with America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness. I cannot wait for a Young Avengers movie just to see more of her and then Kamala Khan. Agreed. Yep. And. Paul Dano as the Riddler was fucking amazing. Oh yeah, but Batman did nothing to solve the crime. The world that was my issue did not solve a crime. That was my issue too. Okay, we're not here to to dissect movies. Brian, we're over to you. We're not. (laughs) Wrong podcast. Yeah, that's boozy. We're doing that literally for like nine straight months over (laughs) on boozy. Fair. It's true. Forgot forgot where I was there. Brian, over to you. Which one was a higher score? Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or Elemental? Oh, damn, man. <laughs> Did you want me to um, make these easy? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I've had solid guesses on the last several, but this is a complete coin flip because the second Sonic got pretty good reviews. And I haven't heard a lot one way or the other on Elemental, so I'm going to guess Sonic. Oh, no, unfortunately not. Sonic came in at the appropriate Bill and Ted's favorite number, 69%. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Elemental's clocked in at 76%, but underperforming at the box office right now. Yeah. That's pretty low for a Pixar movie, too. It is, actually. It's not not the good dinosaur low, but it's low. (laughs) Yeah. We're over to you. All right. Let me try not to fuck this up this time. (laughs) Uh, You can't with these two movies because they are both masterpieces. Which one was a higher (laughs) glass onion or everything everywhere all at once? Those are two great movies, too. Two movies I've actually seen. And as you know, I don't get out to watch movies very much anymore with the littles at home. But those are two really good movies. Um. It won the Academy Award, and as much as I like both of the movies, I like it a little better. I'm inclined to go with everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm just worried if its weirdness was too off-putting for some critics, but 
I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say everything everywhere all at once was the higher one. Well, does it change your mind if I say the glass onion checked in at 92%? Woo. Ooh. I hope not because everything no. ever all at once is 93%. <laughs> I was going to say no because I think it's, I think everything all at once is right there too. So Awesome. All right. Mr. Turner, we're back to you. Which one scored higher? Was it the Michael Bay film Ambulance or Taika Waititi's Thor Love and Thunder? Michael Bay or the worst MCU movie? Make your pick. <laughs> Sir, the dark world still exists. Yes, it does. I will watch The Dark World over Love and Thunder oh, 15 that's, times. That's a bold choice. That's a bold choice. We're, we're not going to end I, it. I chose <laughs> to watch The Hulk over The Eternals. That's all I got to say. That's, that's true. Um, oh, God. So, yeah. Love, Love and Thunder was, was not great. There, there's no getting around that. Um, ambulance, I don't know much about other than Jake Gyllenhaal chewing up a lot of damn scenery. I'm going to I'm going to say that they just shit all over Love and Thunder. So I, I'm going to say Ambulance. Love and Thunder was certified fresh at 63%. Oh, good God. Yeah. Ambulance was higher at 68. <laughs> nice. All right. So has there ever been a non a rotten MCU movie? The Eternals? The Eternals was. I was, I was debating. I figured if it was anyone, uh, it would probably be The Eternals. There was another one. Captain Marvel wasn't. It nope. just took itself so damn seriously. What mm. was before Wakanda Forever? Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man was rotten too. Oh, well, Ant-Man, Ant-Man was after, Wa- after Wakanda Forever. That's what I yes. meant, sorry. I was trying to think of what was before Guardians. So, Oh, gotcha. I missed between Guardians and Black Panther. That's on me. Brian Nash, we are over to you. I didn't miss you because you're getting Death on the Nile or Prey, the new Predator movie. Ooh. Prey did very well. Um, a lot of people really like that one. It's on my short list. I, I need to sit down and watch this movie. I just never remember to check movies on Hulu. I normally only watch Hulu for shows, not movies. Um, the last two I've gotten wrong because I'm like, oh, let's, I think it's this one, and I've been wrong. So, I think it's Prey, so I'm going to say Prey. Prey is a correct answer. Not even close. <laughs> Death in the Nile, 62%. Prey, 93%. And Prey really? is a really good movie. Mike, we're going over to you. Sorry, Mott. I've got to <laughs> get better at this. Is it Top Gun Maverick or The Woman King? Oh, gosh. Two very highly regarded movies. I've not seen The Woman King, although I really want to. Very uh, good. I have seen Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I was contract- contractually required to see that one. Um, man, both really good movies. And I again, I know they were. They both did very uh, high, well critically. I'm gonna go. Yeesh. I'm gonna go. The Woman King was high, slightly higher rated. Uh, snubbed for the best picture Oscar, the Woman King checks in at ninety four percent. Top Gun Maverick, ninety six. Yeah, no, I was, was going to say that's that's right around where Top Gun is, so it could go either way. Okay, uh, not bad, not bad. All right, Mister Turner, we're over to you, and I'm glad it worked out this way because your two movies are 
smile, or pearl? <laughs> Two really, really pretty dang good horror movies of the of the recent past year. Um, I, I like. This isn't about me, obviously, but I liked I like X just a little bit more than Pearl. Uh, Smile kind of came out of nowhere, had some great uh, like low level marketing when people would just show up at ballparks and just smile creepily in the camera. It was awesome. Um, with that said, I think critics would like Pearl just a hair more. And Turner just swept the pregame. Oof. Pearl checks in nice. at 92%, Smile 79. Dang. Uh, also, uh, I haven't seen Pearl yet. I was, And I love Ty West. Ty West did Pearl and X, and he's done a bunch of other horror movies. I don't think they're his best work. I will watch The Innkeepers. I'll watch The Sacrament. I'll watch House of the Devil before I watch those other movies again. But hey, that's just me. Brian Nash, over to you. Is it Elvis... Or Avatar The Way of Water? Man. All right. (laughs) Avatar visually was every bit as stunning as the first one. But the story was... eh. Actually, I would say the story was a little better than the first movie. Agreed. The the action on the first movie was, was brilliant. I loved it with the whole Space Marines thing again. But the story on the second one was a little better than the first one. Elvis was only so-so on the biopic that the public kind of went on this one. But it's a biopic going up against a special effects movie. Critically, I think Elvis probably got a little better review, better score. Elvis checks in at 77%. Avatar The Way of Water, 76 Brian Ooh, gets the points. <laughs> well done. I'd have gone the other way, to be honest. So, nice. good job. All right. Mr. Mott, we're over to you. Your two movies are Banshees of Inishirin or The Whale. Ooh, okay. Um, Both movies that, uh, that played at the Oscars. I uh, got some love at the Oscars. Um, I feel like the whale was, was a little bit more mixed reviews because it was basically, it was one of those classic, a great performance in a, you know, middling to decent, but not great movie. And I felt like Banshees of Inishirin got a little more love overall. So I'm going to say Banshees of Inishirin. Banshees of Inishirin is a correct answer. Nice. And your score is coming out of the pregame. Mike Turner, five points. Brian Nash, Mike Mott tied up at three apiece. We are moving into hot seat round one. Hi, I'm Jay, host of the new podcast, Verboten. I'm Brittany, one half of the team behind Frenemy Trivia. And I'm Jeremy, the newest member of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. And we're coming together today to tell you that this show is sponsored by Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. Critical Grind holds a special place in all three of our hearts. It's a wonderful place to get together with old friends or make some new ones. Whether you're after one of their many fantastic coffee drinks or one of their signature toasts, 
Critical Grinds got you covered. With an enormous library of tabletop games available, it's a fantastic place to unwind and celebrate your inner nerd. Critical Grind is a recognized gaming safe space, which means you can truly be yourself there. Critical Grind was recently voted Best in Family Recreation for 2023 in its area. And with their new expansion, there's even more fun to come in the future. So check them out near the intersection of Black Road and Route 59 in Shorewood, Illinois. Or if you're not local, find out more about them anyway at linktree.com slash criticalgrind. Either way, tell Dana and Sean we say hi. Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. Life is short. Play more games. Proud supporters of the PTE Network. And vice versa. Hot Seat is going to be 15 minutes of nonstop trivia questions and answers if we end up With an uneven number of questions, we will make sure we even that out before we move on to the halftime. And because we've got a two-way tie, we're actually going to start this one with Brian, then we'll go Brian, Mike Mott, Mike Turner. Is that fair, gentlemen? Sure. Sure. All right. Brian, your time will begin after I read your first question. Here we go. Who played the Bad Santa in the 2003 movie? Um, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton is correct. Mike Mott. What trio do Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu play in a remake of a 70s television show? Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels is correct. Mike Turner. Who won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in the movie Jerry Maguire? Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. is correct. Brian. True or false? Han shot first. True. True is a correct answer. (laughs) Love it. Mott, we're over to you. What was Walt Disney's first full-length feature production? Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That is a correct answer. Mike Turner, what is the name of the second Mad Max movie? The Road Warrior. Road Warrior is correct. Brian Nash. What movie did Harrison Ford, Marlon Brando, Lawrence Fishburne, and Martin Sheen all have roles in? Oh, it's the war movie. Um, Bridge Over the River Kwai? Unfortunately, Apocalypse Now. Damn it. Mike Mott, we are over to you. In what fictitious town does Invasion of the Body Snackers, Snatchers, Body Snackers would be a way different movie. (laughs) In what fictitious town does Invasion of the Body Snatchers take place? Is it Hicksville, Babbletown, or Youthville? I'm really glad I at least get um, (laughs) choices here because I'm like, yikes. Um, Hicksville, Babbletown, or Youthville? Correct. I'm going to say Hickstown. Uh, Hickstown was not one of the options. I cannot give it to you. It's Hicksville. Oh, no. right I, just, I just asked you if those were my three choices, and you said yes. Oh, I, I heard you say Hicksville. Okay, I'll, uh, give, well, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I knew it was the hit. I'm sorry. I knew it was the hit. I said Hicksville. Yeah. defense, I am on my fifth drink today. So. I, 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 I know. I'm not trying to be defensive, but I knew I was pretty sure it was the Hick one. <laughs> the Alabama guy knew it was the Hick one. We're moving on to Michael Turner. What 1991 comedy starring Billy Crystal gave us the line, those cows trusted us? City Slickers. City Slickers is correct. Brian Nash. 
What distinctive characteristic does the killer have in The Fugitive? It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. One-armed man is correct. <laughs> Mike Mott. What helps the medicine go down according to Mary Poppins? A spoonful of sugar. Spoonful of sugar is correct. Mike Turner. What is the appropriate title to the sequel to Alien? Aliens, plural. Aliens is correct. You'll hear more about that over on Boozy Bracketology in the coming you months. You sure will. Yes, you will. <laughs> Brian Nash. Yes. In Disney's Lady and the Tramp, what dish do the two dogs share? Spaghetti and meatballs. Spaghetti and meatballs is correct. Mike Mott. Backdraft is a movie about which profession? Airplane mechanics, ventilation experts, or firemen? Uh, firemen. Firemen is correct. Mike Turner, what is the name of Danny's gang in Greece? Oh, my God. It's a tough one. Oh, Greece, line, and you're burning up a 409. 409? I know. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> I, I, I just saw this this past week, and I, I cannot pull it. Uh, the Greasers. Unfortunately, not the T-Birds or the Thunderbirds. Yeah. Oh, yep. that's right. Yep. All right, Brian. What horror series turned the fictional Mike Myers into a Halloween staple? Halloween. Halloween is a correction. <laughs> <laughs> the the like, orbit oh, was a little weird. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a dirty trick question. Some yeah, of these are no rather on the nose. Mr. Mott, we are over to you. What does NIM stand for in the animated feature, The Secret of NIM? It stands for something. I don't remember. I saw this movie once as like way too young and I was horrified by it. It makes sense that it's an acronym. It was uh, capitalized in the title. I don't know. There are a bunch of mice. Uh, National Institute of Mouse Harvesting. I really don't know. <laughs> You're so close, and you're right. It is something you should not be watching as a kid. It stands for the National Institute of Mental Health. Wow. All right. Mike Turner, who co-starred with Bruce Willis as a Harlem store owner in Die Hard with a Vengeance? Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson is correct. Brian Nash, charging a man with murder in this place was like hanging a stick, handing a, sorry. Charging a man with murder in this place was like handing out tickets at the Indy 500 is a quote from what movie? Apocalypse Now or Platoon? I'm sorry, could you could you repeat that? Charging a man with murder in this place was, a, was like handing out tickets at the Indy 500. Is that a quote from Apocalypse Now or from Platoon? Platoon. Uh, no, Apocalypse Now. Damn it. Twice. I loved you in Wall Street. <laughs> All right, Michael Mott, we're over to you. What horror series features a serial killer named Jigsaw? Uh, the Saw series. I said some of these are rather on the nose. I did not lie. <laughs> Indeed. All right, Mike Turner, we're over to you, sir. What sequel to Meet the Parents was released in 2004? Meet the Fockers with an Meet the O. Fockers <laughs> is a correct answer. Brian Nash. 
Who plays the rough-edged adventurer Jack Colton in Romancing the Stone? Michael Douglas. A perfectly cast Michael Douglas is a correct mm-hmm. answer. I love Great that movie. movie. Oh, yeah. Mike Mott. Who plays Hilary Swank's boxing coach in Million Dollar Baby? Uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is a correct answer. All right, Mike Turner. What is the name of Satan's son in Omen? Or Damien. Sorry, in The Omen. Damien. Damien's correct. Rectors, All right. Dominoes. <laughs> Real quick time check. We got about seven and a half minutes remaining, and you guys are just tearing through the questions. Brian Nash, over to you. Who plays Bluto in National Lampoon's Animal House? R.I.P. Mm. John Belushi. John Belushi is a correct answer. Mike Mott. Who stars in Robert Rodriguez's film Desperado? I mean, we're looking for the male star. Not I, I most remember <laughs> Selma Hayek, but you're looking for Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas is a correct answer. Mike Turner. Which Hollywood leading man was in the movie Spy Game, The Horse Whisperer, and All the President's Men? Robert Redford. Robert Redford is a correct answer. Ryan Nash. Now, Mike, you need to miss one so that we can catch up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I missed Grace. Ryan Nash, what candy snack does E.T. like to eat? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces is correct. Mike Mott, we are over to you. Cameron Crowe directed what movie starring Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger? Jerry Maguire. It's your favorite Cameron Crowe film. That is a correct answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a great one. Mike Turner. The Hunt for Red October. In that movie, what exactly is being hunted? A submarine. Submarine is a correct answer. Brian Nash. Whose music is featured in the musical Mamma Mia? Abba. Abba is correct. Mike Mott. What music does Alex enjoy in The Clockwork, A Clockwork Orange? Um, okay. <sighs> this could go one of two ways. He it's, sings the he sings singing in the rain during that awful scene, but I think you're looking for a little bit of the old Ludwig Ludwig Van. So I think you're looking for Beethoven. Beethoven is a correct answer. It's very weird they got a, a Saint Bernard in that movie, but it worked. It really worked. <laughs> a a uh, Hitchcock classic, right there. Oh fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Turner. We're over to you. I knew that was coming. Like I, you had to. Yeah, sent the text, and I'm like, I'm gonna regret this, and there it is. <laughs> All right. What slapstick comedy features the immortal lines? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Spoiler alert. The greatest comedy of the 80s. Wait for it. Airplane. Airplane. Is the correct answer. And that will be determined over on Boozy Bracketology. <laughs> next, uh, next year or so. Brian Nash. Who stars in the 2002 Prohibition era movie Road to Perdition? Uh, set right here in the Quad Cities, that is Tom Hanks. That is Tom Hanks. Mike Mott, who played Raymond in the film Rain Man? Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman is correct. Back over to Mike Turner. Name the actor who played true crime writer Ellison Oswalt in the movie Sinister. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke is a correct answer. And if you're a horror movie fan and you have not seen Sinister, go watch Sinister. It's it is great. disturbing. That lawnmower scene still gets me. 
Mm. Ryan Nash, we are over to you. True or false, Steve Martin both wrote and directed the 1999 film Bowfinger. False. No, it's true. Damn it. I didn't think he directed it. I knew he wrote it. I didn't realize he directed it. I will mark that. We'll come back to it later. Mike, Mott, we are over to you. What superhero movie depicts a power struggle over the African country of Wakanda? (laughs) Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther is correct. Mike Turner. Lawrence Olivier plays an aging Nazi hunger hunter. Sorry. After Gregory Peck in the what movie? Oh, yeah. Weak spot here. Um, Lawrence Olivier plays an aging Nazi hunter after Gregory Peck in what movie? No clue. Judgment at Nuremberg. Unfortunately not. Uh, The Boys from Brazil is what we're looking for. Brian Nash. What was the 2012 prequel to the classic 70s movie Alien called? Prometheus. Prometheus is a correct answer. Nicely done. Mike Mott, who plays Mitch Buchanan in the 2007 movie Baywatch? Oh, shit. My movie was 2007? Yes. Wow. Utterly forgettable. 2017, I'm sorry. 2017. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I can read, I swear. Oh, uh, man. I, I, yeah, totally forgettable. Uh, I think it was it Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I have the rock, but we'll give yeah. you credit. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, Michael Turner, we're over to you. Which 1993 movie is subtitled the Bruce Lee story? Dragon. Dragon is a correct answer. Brian Nash, who played shoeless Joe Jackson in the movie field of dreams. Uh, was that Ray Liotta? If an Iowa guy got that one wrong, that'd be embarrassing. Ray Liotta's right. correct answer. <laughs> Mike, who won an Oscar for her role as FBI agent Clary Starling in Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> well, it sure wasn't Julianne Moore. I believe it was uh, Jodie Foster. <laughs> Jodie Foster is correct. Don't pick on Oscar-winning actress Julianne Moore. By oh, way. no. she And she's. it has nothing to do with her with that movie. She deserves yeah. an Oscar for The Lost World. We're moving right along. <laughs> Hello, Clary. <laughs> Stick to catching Spider-Man, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Turner, we're over to you. You had me at hello is a quote from what romantic comedy? Uh, the aforementioned Jerry Maguire. Today I realize we're referring to Jerry Maguire as a romantic comedy. Brian Nash. It's more of a romantic comedy than a sports movie. Oh, yeah. That's true. Who earned Academy Awards for the movies Kramer versus Kramer and Sophie's Choice? Meryl Streep. Meryl <laughs> Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is the correct answer. Mike, who directed the classic zombie thriller Night of the Living Dead? Uh, Romero. Uh, Romero is one of two correct answers. Nope. <laughs> the only correct answer, that was Dawn of the Dead. My bad. Michael Turner, over to you. Who plays the gun-toting Jewish convert Walter in the Coen Brothers movie The Big Lebowski? John Goodman. John Goodman is correct. Brian Nash. Who played opposite Patrick Swayze in the classic film Point Break? Whoa. <laughs> that was totally totally Keanu Reeves, man. <laughs> yes, Keanu Reeves is the correct answer. Mike. 
Who plays Consigliere Tom Hagen in The Godfather 1 and 2? Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall is a correct answer. Mike Turner. True or false, Samuel L. Jackson was in the movie Jurassic Park. Very true. Very true. (laughs) Hold on to your butts. (laughs) And that is a very appropriate timer. As that brings us to the end of Hot Seat Round 1. Wow, nice. Well done, gentlemen. Okay, I need like 30 or 40 minutes to go ahead and tack count up these scores because i gotta take my shoes and socks off so give me a second <laughs> that's okay i, I gotta slide over here for another off, beer. i'm getting off the call <laughs> it's almost like you picked three guys who know movies yes all right we are coming out of hot seat round one and your scores are shockingly or unshockingly close brian's got 17 mike mott's got 19 mike turner's got 20 it is a close game and this is where things can get a little bit interesting because your midpoint question, you're sorry, your halftime question is going to feature five correct answers. Each correct answer is worth four points apiece. And this one is very straightforward. I want you to name what the number one movie at the domestic box office was for the last five full years, 2018 to 2022. Looking for the number one movie at the domestic box office for the last five full years, from 2018 to 2022. If it was released in a year but continued earning money in the following year? The money earned in that year alone. In that year alone. Damn, that complicates it. Okay. Yes, it does. Yeah. (laughs) Chris, you are evil. (laughs) He really is. Is there another Chris in this call? I know we have two mics, but I've never been called evil before. Would it care to throw a genius on the end of it, though, Brian? Come on. Super genius. <laughs> All of our contestants are locked in. We're going to go year by year through this. For four points each, name the number one movie of the domestic box office for the last five full years. Let's start with the year 2022. Mike Turner, what'd you say? Top Gun Maverick. Brian Nash. I said Avatar Way of Water. And Mike Mott. Uh, The reason I asked the question about whether or not it had to be earned in the year was because of Avatar Way of Water. It was released too late, I figured, to overcome Top Gun Maverick. So I said Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is a correct answer. Uh, For many, many people thought was the movie that saved the box office until 2023 came around, at least, and just (laughs) the box office again. Yep. All right. For 2021, we're going to go backwards to forwards. Mike Mott, what'd you say? 2021. I wasn't sure on this one, but I said Spider-Man No Way Home. Brian Nash. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think it came out early in the mo- in the year. I said Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. And Mike Turner. I too said Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this movie generated a lot of money in the short time it was in the box office. It was Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. Good job, Matt. The allure of uh, Toby and uh, hmm. the, the third best Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. yeah I, knew, I knew it was released pretty late in the year, but I thought it would have had enough steam. So, All right. The year 2020. Brian Nash, what'd you say? Um, I'm forgetting one, and I know I'm forgetting one, but I said onward because that's the best I could come up with. All right, Mike Turner. Uh, again, a, a very interesting year with with the pandemic. Uh, I believe the highest grossing movies came out before the pandemic hit. So I said Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, Mike Mott. 
at the time that they shut down theaters, I don't know if this was true at the end of the year, but at the time they shut down theaters, I believe the answer was Bad Boys for Life in 2020. The only R-rated movie on the list, Bad Boys for Life, is a correct wow, answer. Wow, good job. The year was 2019. We're going to Mike Turner. The before times. Uh this this was the obvious, clear, and above all winner, uh, Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Brian Nash. Endgame. Mike Mott. Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame is a correct answer. And the last year, going all the way back to the good old times, the good old days, 2018. We're going to go with Mike Mott last. Let's start with Brian Nash. I said Star Wars Episode Nine. I don't know if that's the right one. Mike Turner. When in doubt, go Marvel. I said Avengers Infinity War. Mike Mott, did you complete the sweep? I also said Avengers Infinity War. You fell into the trap. No, yeah, no, I, I was like, it seemed too obvious. It was a Marvel movie at the domestic box office because of representation matters. And how amazing the movie was. It was Black Panther. You yeah. know, I almost locked in Black Panther, but it was released in 2017. And that's why I didn't think it was, but. I'm pretty sure it was February of 2018. Oh, was it February? I was thinking it was November of 2017. You're right. It was February 2018. Damn it. I, w- I literally would have said Black Panther, except I thought it was 2017. Damn. All right. I knew Black Panther outperformed Infinity War. I just, damn. All right. With that, Mike Turner is picking up eight. That brings him to 28. Brian Nash picking up four, bringing him to 21. Mike Mott picking up 16. That brings you to 35. Ouch. I'm usually terrible at those, so I'm pleasantly surprised that I did did that well. All right. Brian, do you want to go first, second, or third in this round? I'll go first. All right, Brian, you're going to be leading us off. I've got 15 minutes on the clock. Your time will begin after I read your first question. Here we go. Who plays a woman in the movie Mrs. Doubtfire? Robin Williams. Robin Williams is a correct answer. Mike. Specify. Yeah. Mott, what is the second installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise called? Too Fast, Too Furious. Also, coincidentally, the last one that I've seen. Oh, wow. You ended on a high note. Catch it up to do. <laughs> Mike Turner, over to you. Who plays Will Shakespeare in the movie Shakespeare in Love? Uh, Joseph Fine. Joseph Fine is correct. Brian Nash, what is the name of the bunny in the movie Donnie Darko? Oh. Uh, in Harvey, it's Harvey, the name of the bunny in Donnie Darko. God, I've only, I, I haven't seen it since, I, I've seen, it's been at least 15, 10, 15 years since I've seen it. I, I'm going to guess Harvey, it's wrong. Unfortunately, not Frank is what we're looking for. Frank the bunny. Okay. Mike Mott, we're over to you. Two drag queens and a transsexual get a con- contract to perform a show in a resort town in this 1994 Stephen Elliott film. Was this too Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Uh, unfortunately, this was Priscilla, Queen of the oh, Desert. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I always get those. I always complete those uh, two. Okay. Mike Turner. What 
sorry, which is the bridge in Bridge of Spies? Is it Charles Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, or the Glennick Bridge? Let's go Charles Bridge. Unfortunately, the Glennick Bridge is the bridge we're okay. looking for. Brian Nash. Who plays the brilliant and devious mother in the 1962 version of The Manchurian Candidate? Oh. All right, you got me here. Uh, Let's go with Manchurian Candidate. Um, Shirley McLean. Uh, not a bad guess. Uh, she was on in Sweeney Todd on Broadway. This is Angela Lansbury. Oh, brilliant! Okay. Well, well played movie. Yes. Okay, Mike Mott in the movie Armageddon. Who does NASA send into space to stop an asteroid? Uh, what was their profession? Okay, I was going to say, are you looking <laughs> for Bruce Willis? Are you looking for? Um, they were oil drillers. Oil drillers is correct. And the answer we're always looking for there is obviously Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it at all. So clearly you did oh, wow. much better, Brian. Mike Turner in Sideways. Paul Giamatti plays a struggling writer trying to get his book published. Does he ever get it published? I haven't seen this movie. Uh, I'll say no. No, he does not. I know he's problematic now, but that movie is Alexander Payne's crowning achievement, and it's a wonderful film. I'll put it on the list. All right, Brian Nash. I like election. I do like election. I liked about Schmidt too, but hey. Brian Nash, over to you. Who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife in the movie True Lies? Ooh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> Academy Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, baby. Yeah. You're forgetting her first name. Her first name is Academy Award winner mm, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> You almost got the spit take. My my favorite thing about that scene is supposedly when she falls, that wasn't scripted, and Arnold like Arnold actually started to get up, and he was like, "Wait, no!" <laughs> and they kept that in the movie. All right, Mike Mott, we are over to you. What nineteen sixty five musical about an Austrian family still gets people singing years later? <laughs> I don't even have a joke to make. The Sound of Music. <laughs> The hills are alive and they have eyes. Sound of <laughs> correct. Leo, Leo, Leo. Mike Turner, true or false? There is no CGI in the 70s film Alien. True. True is correct. All practical effects and it stands out still. Mm -hmm. Brian Nash, stay classy San Diego. I love Lamp and I'm kind of a big deal or all lines from what comedy? I don't believe you. That is Anchorman, <laughs> the legend of Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy? That is the correct answer. <laughs> All right, who put the we'll, question mark we'll, in the prompter? Yeah, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Mott. Oh, this is a good one. In the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, what is the name of the French villain? Chris, you're going to hate me for not knowing this. Oh, um, no. Ra I, I've only seen Raiders a handful of times and not in a very long time. That's a handful too few. I, I, I'm i a Last Crusade guy. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know. Uh, only you had the dial of destiny. Yeah. That is not a correct answer. Mike uh, Turner, do you want to clue him in for no points? Belloc. Rene mm. Belloc is correct. Now that you say it, yep, I, I absolutely knew that. I just couldn't pull it. All right, Mike Turner, who plays Clyde in the movie Bonnie and Clyde? Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, Beatty is correct. Who still will not let go of Dick Tracy. <laughs> no, sir. Brian Nash. What 2015 psychological science fiction thriller features an eccentric tech billionaire inviting an employee to administer the Turing test to an android? Um, Ex Machina. Ex Machina is correct, and that is an amazing movie. Well done. Well done. Yeah, it really is. All right, Mr. Mott, we're over to you. Who played Cher Horowitz in the movie Clueless? Alicia Silverstone. Uh, no, her full name is mm, Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was also 14 when that movie came out. I'm too old to say that. <laughs> I'm not. Michael nope. Turner, we're over to you. You are now. but In the Fox universe, what is the actual name of Wolverine? That's in- unintentionally misleading. What's his actual name in the Right, universe? right, right, right. I know what you're asking. Um, Logan. Logan is a correct answer. In the comics. James Howlett. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's what I was like. Uh, that's, yeah. When the movie came out, I was like, it's got to be. Yeah. Brian Nash, we're over to you. Who plays a convicted murderer, Matthew Poncelet, in the movie Dead Man Walking? Sean Penn. Sean Penn is a correct answer. Mike Mott. John Carpenter, Rowdy Roddy Piper, aliens disguised as humans and sunglasses that reveal them are all part of what movie? I came here to kick ass and chew gum and I'm all out of gum. They live. It's chew bubble gum, sir. Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> they live is a correct answer. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. I know. Because we just talked about that over on the Boozy Bracketology Best 80s Movie Bracket. The acting movie <laughs> section drops. Actually, by the time this comes out, it's already out. Go listen to it. <laughs> yep. Michael Turner. I am nothing about nothing but a cross promoter. Michael Turner, we're over to you. Michael, who directed Mission Impossible 3? J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is a correct answer. Timer will begin after I read the next question. Brian Nash, who does F. Murray Abraham play in the movie Amadeus? Oh. Michael, keep your mouth shut. I don't know the character's name. I just... Uh, sadly, I know him from from uh, Last Action Hero. He killed Amadeus. He killed, he killed Mozart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who? <laughs> um, I don't, I, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I don't have an answer. It's Solari. Salieri. Salieri. What? Did I say Solari? Yeah, you, you did. did. There is an I before there. Sorry. Amadeus is Salieri. a wonderful film, though. <laughs> All right. Mike Mott, we're over to you. What horror comedy, which spoofed movies from the 1990s, was filmed on a budget of $19 million, ended up grossing over $270 million worldwide? Scary movie? Scary movie's a correct answer. Mike Turner, we're over to you. Best in show is about what? The um, 
The dog show, the Kennel Club dog show. The Kennel Club dog show is the correct answer. Brian Nash. What <laughs> dancer plays a tough bouncer in the movie Roadhouse? Patrick motherfucking Swayze. Patrick Swayze is <laughs> that the correct, is correct answer. answer. And you throw some respect on his name, too. Thank you, Neil Fisher. I will. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> God bless you, Neil. All right, Michael, Ma, we're over to you. Who plays the gladiator Maximus in Gladiator? Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is the correct answer. Mike Turner, in the beginning of what movie does the earth explode and we are all told, don't panic? <laughs> the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the correct answer. And you can hear more about Douglas Adams on Boozy Bracketology. <laughs> <laughs> Brian you, you, Nash. We talk about it. That was such a fun bracket. That was. Who was behind the genre par- the genre parodies, Young Frankenstein, The Producers, Blazing Saddles, and Silent Movie? The magnificent, just won an honorary Oscar, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is a correct answer. Mike Mott, how many different roles does Cheech Moran play in the movie From Dusk Till Dawn? One, two, or three? Ooh. Uh, I think it's three. It is definitely three. That's a correct answer. Uh, Mike Turner, who directed Dead Poet Society? God. Wow. <laughs> 89 is such a deep pull. That's like 10 years old. Oh, my God. It's, it's not going to come to me. Uh, Barry Levinson. Uh, no, unfortunately, Peter Weir. Peter Weir Peter did it. Weir. Brian Nash, in the movie The Matrix, what are the enforcers of the machines inside The Matrix called? Sentinels. Inside The Matrix. Oh, called... inside The Matrix. I'm sorry. Oh, they're called agents. I'm sorry. Yep. Nope. I, Brian, I would have said the same thing. I heard. I my brain went the exact same same place. Damn it, Mike. What distracts Doug the dog in Pixar's movie Up? Squirrel. Squirrel is the correct answer. I Mike Turner. Who directed the movie Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Angley. Angley is correct. A lot of uh, director questions are your way. Brian Nash. Time for one for you. Who directed Emma Thompson and Kate Winslet in the movie Sense and Sensibility? Um, um, sense and Sensibility. Let's go with Patty Jenkins. Oh, you should have just quoted Patrick Swayze's line from Ghost and just said "ditto." It's angry as well. I was, I was sitting here going, "That is so unfair." <laughs> you just asked two angry questions in a row. I was trying to contain myself. Mike Mott, over to you. What Christopher Nolan film stars Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, and Michael Caine? Ang Lee. No. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. No. No. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. His name is Mangley. <laughs> uh, you're looking for Interstellar. Interstellar is the correct sick answer. Allegory. You really are. Michael Turner, we're over to you. What comedy follows 16-year-old Katie Heron, who transfers to a public high school after being homeschooled for her whole life? Uh, I believe it's pronounced Caddy Heron. Uh, mean Girls. Mean Girls. Oh, my play. God. You haven't seen it. No, I, I can't stand Lindsay Lohan. Brian Nash, we're over to you. In the movie Olympus Has Fallen, terrorists take over what building? The White House. White House is correct. Mike Mott, 
who won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in The Deer Hunter? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken is correct. Hey, 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 I'm walking over here. Mike Turner. In Star Trek Three, who are they searching for? Spock. Spock is correct. Brian Nash, moving right over to you. What profession is John Cusack in gross point blank? Spock. I mean, assassin. <laughs> uh, I'll give it, assassin or hitman is correct. Although Christopher Walken also appears in that movie. I'm not, isn't he the psychiatrist? Gross point blank. I don't know. Oh, Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin so. Not yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Alan Arkin. Oh, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. We're moving A along. Brilliant here. Dan Aykroyd performance, though. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Michael Mott. What action movie brings Matt Damon? So it begins with Matt Damon being pulled out of the Mediterranean Sea. Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> uh, the Born Identity. Born Identity is correct. And with that, your time is up. Because we did start that one with Brian Nash, we're going to give Mike Turner one last question. Here it is. The Thin Red Line focuses on which of these events from World War II? The Battle of Iwo Jima, the Battle of Midway, or the Battle of Guadalcanal? I say Guadalcanal. Guadalcanal is a correct answer. Well done. Good job. Gentlemen, this is evenly matched. Yeah, it really is. Well, you say that, but <laughs> the, the scores don't entirely reflect right. this. The, it's anybody's game coming into the wager round, though. Yep. And we're coming into the wager round. So your scores going into the wager round are as follows. <laughs> Brian Nash has 30 points. Mike Turner, 39. Mike Mott, 46. It is anybody's game. Here's how the wager round is going to work. You've all heard this before, but I'm going to give you three categories. You're going to wager your points based solely on the categories provided. I will tell you the categories. I'm not trying to fool anybody. They're very straightforward. You can only wager a combined score equal to the total amount of points you have right now. If you get a question right, you'll get the points. If you get a question wrong, you will lose the points. You'll wager all your points before you hear any of the questions. You do not have to wager all your points. Wager as much as you want. Are you ready for your categories? Ready. Your categories are Academy Awards, Production Companies, and MCU Adjacent. All right. Wagers are locked in. We're going to move right into this. Here we go. Question number one. Your category is an Academy Awards. Many people know that Hattie McDaniel was the first African-American to win an Academy Award when she won for Gone with the Wind. What many don't know is that James Baskett was the first African-American male to win any any kind of Academy Award when he won an honorary Academy Award for what controversial 1946 film? I'm locked in. Yeah, I'll lock in. I'm locked in. All right. Answers are locked in. We're moving on to question number two. Your category is in production companies. You've seen the Latin phrase, ars gratia artis, or arts for art's sake, emblazoned on the banner for what production company for years? Though I guarantee that's not what you remember about this logo. What company am I talking about? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'll lock in. All right. And question number three category is MCU adjacent. You know Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans as Black Widow and Captain America. 
and you'd think they first appeared together in the movie The Avengers. However, you may not remember this 2014 flick that featured both of them engaging in a plot that many high schoolers have dreamed of. Name this movie. Locked in. Locked in. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that one one more time for me? You know Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans as Black Widow and Captain America, and you'd think they'd first appeared together in The Avengers. However, you may not remember this 2014 flick that featured both of them engaging in a plot that many high schoolers have dreamed of. Name this movie. All right. Locked in. All right. All of our answers are locked in. We're going to go question by question through this, starting at the top. You know what? Let's start at the bottom. Let's work <laughs> bottom to top. On <laughs> I'm just joking. Starting at the top, question number one. I just want to see Brian's face. Question number one. <laughs> in the category of Academy Awards, many people know that Hattie McDaniel was the first African-American to win an Academy Award when she won for the film Gone with the Wind. What many don't know is that James Basket was the first African-American male to win any type of Academy Award, any type of Academy Award, when he won an honorary Academy Award for what controversial 1946 film? Let's start with Brian Nash. What was your answer and what was your wager? Well, I only wagered zero on this one, and I wasn't sure, so I decided to go with that absolute cult classic, Wizard of Oz 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Sitting on my shelf right over there. It's crazy. (laughs) Still better than Escape from Oz. Michael Turner, your answer and your wager. Uh, I wagered 10 points. Uh, I thought they would be a little more on par with the the regular rounds, and I was incorrect. But I guessed when you said controversial, uh, I said uh, Song of the South. Mike Mott, your answer and your wager. Well, first, a quick story time. Uh, the very first movie that I ever saw in theaters was the 1986 re-release of Song of the South, which also happens to be the last time that Disney was comfortable showcasing, showcasing it uh, within the United States. But yes, I locked in with Song of the South. Song of the South is a correct answer. Question number two, your category was production companies. You've seen the Latin phrase, ars gratia arti or art for art's sake, emblazoned on the banner for what production company for years, though I guarantee that's not what you remember about that logo. What production company am I talking about? Mike Turner, your answer and your wager. Uh, Even though I work for a a television production company, uh, decided this was not my bag and said a big fat zero. So I just took the guess of MGM. Brian Nash, your answer and your wager. Um... I also wasn't feeling too strong about production companies, but I'm pretty sure this is what you see on the banner underneath the Roaring Lion of MGM. Mike Mott, your answer and your wager. Uh, I also wagered zero. I don't think I gave you a wager on the last one, which I can go ahead and do if you like, but um, I felt extremely little confidence on production companies. Uh, MGM makes a lot of sense. I was thinking of something with a banner underneath it. I thought maybe it was, there was like a banner underneath the Warner brothers logo, but there's not, but I locked in with Warner brothers. Now that I'm picturing it in my head, there's not, but I was thinking MGM. MGM is a correct answer. Nobody's picking up the points despite two of you getting it right. Mike, what was your wager from question number one? Uh, I wagered 33 on that one. All right. 
Moving on to question number three, the final question of the game. You know Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans as Black Widow and Captain America, and you think they'd first appear together in The Avengers. However, you may not remember this 2014 flick that featured both of them engaging in a plot many high schoolers have dreamed of. Brian Nash, your answer and your wager. Um, so I did not know this one cold. But I tried to remember, what, okay, thinking back on early movies for either of them, um, Chris Evans did stuff before uh, Fantastic Four, but I wasn't too confident on his stuff, on what he had done. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, I could name a few things that she was in before the MCU. Um, I was confident that that we were not looking for eight-legged freaks <laughs> um or the horse whisperer or the horse whisperer but the only other one i could come up with was ghost world i put down ghost world i bet 30 points on this and i'm worried because i think i might have come up with a better answer in the between locking in and thinking about it and giving my answers so we'll see what happens okay well no one here is looking for eight legged freaks two legged freaks feel free to apply within yeah mike turner your answer and your wager uh sorry to brian it's definitely not ghost world ghost world's like 98 and this, this yeah. is not 2014 although um, steve is very happy you confused him with chris evans <laughs> correct uh I, I wager 10 points because, uh, again, wasn't just wasn't sure. And uh, hearing all of that question and answer, and I'm still not sure about this movie. Um, I, I seem to recall like a movie where they're trying to like cheat on exams, maybe. But I, I, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's not like 21. It's something like that because 21, the blackjack movie with uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm. I just, I just, uh, I said cheaters, but that, that's not it. All right, Mike, Mott, your answer and your wager. Well, Chris, did you say 2014? Because that would have been after Avengers, which would have made it not, <laughs> not the first time that they would met. 2004. I, yeah. That's, I assumed you meant 2004. Um, I have seen this movie. 100% could not possibly tell you what it was called gun to my head. So I wrote down the one where they steal the answers to the SAT and I bet zero. Hey everybody. This is Chris. Uh, this question was not worded properly. It should have been 2004 teen flick. In other words, insinuating the movie was about a group of teens, not that the movie came out in 2014. Uh, my apologies back to the show. Uh, you got the, the, the plot correct there. Uh, Scarlett Johansson plays the daughter of the person whose building has the answers to the SAT locked inside of it. And they are, of course, chasing a perfect score. That's okay. Yep. The perfect <laughs> score is what we're looking for. And with that, with a final score that is in seriously no way indicative of how close this game was, Mike Mott, you're the winner tonight. 89-39 to Brian with zero. But Brian went all in on that last question. Mike, Mike, you're the winner. Congratulations. You know, I was, I was vacillating between, thank, thank, thank you. I was vacillating between um, going all in or not all in, but, but enough to, enough to win on Academy Awards or MCU adjacent. And I, I very much made the correct decision. <laughs> Cause like, I, yeah, 
the adjacent was what scared me on MCU. Academy Awards is very broad, but it's something that I've looked at a lot. So it, it, this is a weird streak for me where wager rounds are actually coming out in my favor instead of the other way around. Oh, we'll, we'll break that streak next time. I, promise. I, I have <laughs> I have no doubt. Hey, guys, a, as was said, I, I think we've established we all know a little bit about movies. Very much so. So well, well, well played across the board. I had a great time. So now is a good time to bring this up because we all know a little bit about movies, but a little bit of a cross promotion we're going to be doing between here and Boozy Bracketology. Cross promotion? Um, we haven't done that at all this episode. Not at all. No, this, I'm, I'm trying something new. I'm turning over a new lead. Right. Fair enough. I'm going to try and hawk more of my shit to people. But you all know by now we are doing a mega 80s movie bracket over on Boozy Bracketology. Uh, you'll actually be able to hear all of our voices on there along with a lot of your favorites. But to go kind of hand in hand with that, here on the Pub Trivia Experience, we're going to be running another mini tournament. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. We're going to use the same format we did, but it is going to be 80s movie trivia. Let's go. Yep. I am going to write exactly one question for every movie on the bracket. <laughs> and those questions will be randomized. And we'll use that as our questions for the 80s movie trivia tournament. You're a wild man. <laughs> I have a feeling Ooh. a few of the people here are going to be involved. <laughs> but that oh, will be coming in the near future. We hope this wets your whistle a little bit for more 80s movie. Although on that one, I'll be writing all the questions myself. So expect them to be a little bit more uh, chock full of uh, fun. Or <laughs> your wage around tonight. If you enjoy the antics that we bring you on a regular basis and you want to support the show, uh, be like our friends Michael and Bra- uh, Michael Brandon. There you go, Ooh. Michael and Brian here, and Brandon too. He's not even here, but Brandon is one of our absolutely. Hey, much love, much love. <laughs> patreoncom slash ptebb is your home to get to support the show. Uh, if you want to be a contestant on here, that's the best way to go about doing it. We're constantly going through our Patreon subscribers and badgering them to come on and play some trivia and boost some brackets with us. That's the way to do that. Um, if you want to head over to Patreon, not Patreon, if you want to head over to PTEBB.com, that is your home. You can find not just our, our bonus con- not just our con- yeah. Damn, Chris, really good drink. Time to finish it. <laughs> PTEBB.com is going to be your home for all of our social media, our merch store, all of that's right there, including our Discord. Come on over, have a good time with us on Discord. We're all on there. More than we want to tell our bosses we are. <laughs> but with that being said, enough for me for the Pub Trivia Experience. I have been Chris. I've been Brian. I have been Turner. <laughs> and I have been Mott. <laughs> you no, know, you say hooch. You say hooch. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Oh, that was right there and I missed it. Damn it. <laughs> we will see you all next time. Have a good one. Who got the hooch? Ooh, baby. Ah. <sighs> <sighs>